0: Hello and welcome to the Consistency Project with EC Sinkowski. My name is Patrick Cummings, and every episode I have the privilege of having a discussion with EC on subject matters that range from nutrition to fitness to the choices we can all make to live a healthier, more functional life. By exploring both the principles at play and the actions worth carrying out as a result, it's our goal to get you thinking, get you moving, and get you taking more consistent steps toward optimizing your well being. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. How are you, EC?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: I'm wonderful. I I think we're like a hundred and something episodes into this. And I believe I can do that intro, uh, by memory at this point, I think it's taken me a while, but I think I still read it, but I, I think I can do it by, by memory. Um, we are going to, uh, we're going to bring back a coaching call, which is something I feel like we haven't done for a little bit, but I I love them. Uh, and so I'm always excited when we get them back into the show. Um, you had our uh, call, this is a number of months ago now, but you had a call with uh, uh, Heidi. Her name is Heidi. Um, and so we're going to just kind of lay the foundation for what the conversation is going to be. And then you and I will come back at the end of uh, your conversation with Heidi. And I've got a couple follow-up questions, but uh, as we get into it, why don't you give us a little bit of the context for what uh, Heidi reached out to you for and what you you started this conversation with?
1: Yeah, basically a weight loss question. Um, she's 55 years old. She's quite active Been doing CrossFit for, I think, nine, 10 years, something like that. She's you know done all the diets. Um, I think she had just kind of signed up for my 800-gram challenge. Um, or had just finished it or had kind of dabbled with the 800 gram challenge a bit. And so she was just sort of looking for the best nutrition approach for her. And as we got in the call, I also learned that she had lost that weight during, um, kind of COVID and with a little bit more extreme restrictive approach. And then some of that weight has come back on. So and another wrinkle to her, uh, schedule and kind of context is that she does travel a lot. So it was kind of, okay, how do I navigate all of the nutrition noise, of course, to get after this goal of weight loss.
0: Awesome. Cool. So let's get into the conversation you had with Heidi. And then again, we will come back and I'll ask a couple follow-up questions.
1: I'm a 55 year old woman and I've been doing CrossFit for nine years. I have done all the diets and just signed up for the 800 gram challenge. I am looking for help figuring out what would be the best nutrition program for me. I'm 5'2 and weigh about 155 pounds. I would love to be able to lose 10 pounds. I think it will help my workouts. And in general, just want to be healthy and confident. Um, Awesome. So, is that still kind of your main question concern today?
2: Yeah, it is. It yeah, it, to an extent. I um so I did the 800 gram challenge, um, and I so just so you know a little bit about me as well. I'm I travel a lot mm-hmm. and for work, and I'm um I'm fairly busy all of the time. But mm-hmm. I think the the challenge for me is. You know how to get things in control when I'm traveling, Mm -hmm. and I started a new job, lots of travel. I gained probably 10 pounds like right after COVID.
1: Okay,
2: so I had lost 10 pounds during COVID and Mm -hmm. then I gained it, then I gained it back. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so um, this year I Went on vacation, probably in March. I hadn't really lost any weight. Went on vacation, wore a bathing suit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when I got home I swore I have to do something Mm. to do to lose this. So I went on one of those crazy diets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did lose it, but I'm I really don't it was more one of those like meal replacement things Mm -hmm. and where it was bars and shakes and a, a meal one meal. Um, and it's not really the route I want to take, you know? Yeah. So it I mean, it doesn't really make sense. So here I am. Mm-hmm. I was actually when you emailed me, I was really I was actually going on back to, to the back to the eight hundred gram challenge and trying to get things back in mm-hmm. in the swing.
1: Yeah. So where you are now, would you say it's still about 10 pounds you want to lose?
2: Um, I would say, I'm um, actually I'm at like, um, I probably maybe five to 10 pounds, okay. like, cause I've, I've lost, I have lost the 10 pounds mm. that I wanted to lose. I'm at like 145 and. I could probably, I don't know that maybe 135 is maybe too much. I don't know. You know, it's, I'm, I'm short, I'm shorter, but I do have some muscle, um, some muscle mass, some decent muscle mass. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's actually one of the things that we talk about quite a lot, um, in my master class. but it's like deciding on these goal weights and, you know, maybe 135 is too far. So maybe right now in your mind, it's at least five. And I'll reassess at one forty and decide if right. I need to lose more or not or if I want to lose more or not okay, so being at one forty five now, are you still doing the meal replacement diet or what's the diet currently?
2: I haven't been I've actually um the one thing i did i have learned through doing this I've kind of weaned off of it just because of again all the travel and everything. it was just hard to keep up mm-hmm. and um So the last couple of weeks I've been traveling with other people Mm -hmm. and um, so it was a lot of dinners out and things like that. And I'm just trying to make the right choices Mm -hmm. as I get through the day. Um, That's kind of where I'm at right now, trying to keep my uh, my workouts up and Mm -hmm. and kind of stay.
1: (laughs) Well, it sounds like, I mean, it's going pretty well. If you lost the weight and you're maintaining it, not being as regimented as those meal replacement shakes, like- this is a good thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I actually have. I mean, I weighed myself this morning and I was actually 144. Okay. And, um, yeah, so I, I kind of stayed, you know, it within, I was happy about that because I was afraid once right. I got off of that, or that I'd just go back, back up again. Up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then your experience on the 800 room challenge, uh, it was successful, wasn't successful. What what ultimately, you know, why aren't you, why haven't you been doing it continuously since when you first tried it?
2: <laughs> I think for me, I needed to be, I needed to like cut everything out, you know, like I had, I felt like I needed to like really go down to nothing, mm. like not, not eating nothing, but sure. like take, like cut a lot of things out to just kind of do a reset. I don't know. Mm. And then add things back in. I don't know what I was thinking. I was just I was kind of desperate to be sure. honest.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's a few different ways that I, I want to go. Um, you know, I do think people get to that in terms of dieting, kind of this desperation thing. Unfortunately, that, that generally leads us towards kind of these meal replacement shake diets, which then ultimately we do. We see the success and then the weight comes back on. And so you're kind of, I don't want to say it's a waste of time, but it's kind of a waste of time because yeah. generally those results don't sustain us. So the whole idea of like, a reset or starting from scratch or, you know, cleaning out the junk and all that stuff. I I actually try to encourage people to get away from that because that's ultimately not what we want the diet to look like. So it's like, let's spend the time working on something that will still be in the diet once we get to our final state, which of course is my bias towards the 800 challenge. Like even, even as we progress in my typical progression, like it stays with us. Right. Right. Um, okay. So I'm not here to harp on though, like what I would have done or whatever. I do think it's important to point out though, that sounds like you're within five to 10 pounds of where you want to be, which means the closer you get to your goal, the more fastidious you have to be. Like five pounds isn't really that much. So Mm. generally this is going to come down to getting to be more exacting in the diet. Right. Like I think it's going to be hard for most people to quote, just do the 800 gram challenge to lose five pounds because there's not enough control. We're not looking at all of the other things that you're eating.
2: Exactly. And that's, I think that's exactly where I had, that's where my issue was. I wasn't really paying attention to the other stuff. stuff.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so that's kind of my diet progression is I start people on the 800-gram challenge. Then we add a protein target with lazy macros, which maybe you're familiar with. It's the 0.7 grams per pound of body weight. So that would have you being around 100 grams of protein per day from where you are. And that's what
2: I would do as step two. Have you done that yet? Mm, I have not done that yet.
1: Okay. Now, I do have... You know, free info on the website on that of just how to do it and stuff like that. But honestly, you're just trying to look. Do you kind of eat like a breakfast, lunch, dinner type thing? Or you do way more meals? Or what's your kind of general meal?
2: No, I usually do, yeah, breakfast, lunch, dinner type of thing. And then sure. maybe some like some snack in between, you know, fruit or something in between, yeah. maybe popcorn or. Sure.
1: Sure. So, yeah, with a breakfast, lunch, dinner typical day, you know, 100 grams of protein generally ends up being about 30 grams of protein at each of those main meals. You get about 10 grams of protein if you do the 800 gram challenge. So that's how we get up to 100. And sh- you're probably going to get a few extra grams just from other things, but we're not going to worry about it because we're not trying to be super precise on the diet. And that just means that every meal that you have, you're going to have some sort of serving that kind of looks like your palm or a deck of cards in terms of like a piece of chicken or steak, or if you do something that's plant-based and it's protein powder, just make sure you're getting at least 30 grams of protein in that. And so that's kind of what I go with for step two. It's still sort of this additive approach to the diet, right? We're not focusing on all the things we can't eat, right? (laughs) Um, but we're focusing on, okay, I'm adding my fruits and veggies and I'm adding my protein. And that would be kind of where I would take you next. Now, why that can help affect quantity is you're filling up on the chicken and the salmon. And so we have even further less room for the, the chocolate or whatever else we like to have on the snack portion. But even still, that might not be exact enough for five pounds. I would encourage you to do that next before full macros, just because that tends to be where people get frustrated um, in the diet is when they have to weigh and measure everything. So I would first right. encourage you to do that. But ultimately where I'm kind of going with this is, is for five pounds, oftentimes people have to do macros. Way measure everything, yeah, yep. yeah, um, because this is where you see where you're spending everything,
2: right? And I've done macros before, okay. so it's nothing new. You know, it's it's not new. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done we've done macros challenges at CrossFit and
1: yeah, and that's what we do. And now you know the way that I approach it uh, in my master class and stuff is I don't tell you a certain number, which is kind of different from most macro coaches or things like they'll be like, oh, you're this tall, this much weight, this is how many you should eat. That's not what I tell people to do. How you would do it is you weigh and measure everything you're currently eating right now. you be really consistent with that or it doesn't even really matter, but you do that well accurately for at least a week, if not two weeks, average it out and then be like, okay, well, let's say I'm averaging out 2,500 calories a day. I want to lose weight. I got to take that number down. So I just take it down to 2,200. You got to be really consistent. It is hard with travel.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, it is. It is hard with travel. But this is how we
1: figure out where the calories are.
2: No, I, I, you know, I've also learned through this, like I can do, I can eat out. I've eaten Mm -hmm. out the last two weeks. Yeah, you've already proven it. Uh So I've, what I've, I've stuck to salads Mm -hmm. with protein or, you know, um, or protein with vegetables, you know, just mm-hmm. tried to keep it at that, you know, yeah, totally. And, Actually, mm-hmm. Sorry. Don't and not eat and not eat too much. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm full, that's it. we stop. It. <laughs> totally.
1: That's just it. I, I talked to somebody else about kind of eating out. And, um, you know, one of the things that's cool about doing macros is you sort of see how many calories you have to play within a day. Like, Do you remember what the last, when you last did macros, do you remember the total number of calories you were trying to hit?
2: I want to say it was around 1,700. Okay.
1: So let's just say it's 1,700. Uh, Let's say that you're targeting this 100 grams of protein. This is not an exact number. It's just the way that I estimate this. That's going to account for about 800 calories in your diet. You could do it for less, way less, but let's assume that you eat some fatty cuts of meat. Sometimes your protein's coming from whole milk sources. I don't know. Sometimes it's eggs, so it's not going to be perfectly lean chicken breast every single time. So we're going to say that of that 1,700 calories, we're going to say that 800 of that calories is going to be for the protein target. We're going to say that I'm going to say 400 calories is going to be for the 800 gram challenge. You can you can definitely do it in that. So that means to hit your protein target and to hit your um, quality in terms of your fruits and veggies, we're at a total of about 1200 calories, which means you have about 500 calories of fun. <laughs> okay. Now, if you still have your logs, or I know that I did macros back in January, you can go back in January, you can actually figure this out. Your 800 gram challenge might only be 350 calories and your protein might only be 500 calories. Okay, well now you know you've got, I don't know, a thousand calories plus to play with. Okay. And so then the issue is, okay, when I go out to eat, my meals can only look like this do you know what i mean right. like okay yeah. i like two glasses of wine so that accounts for whatever 250 calories so then that means that my dinner has to look like this to fit the fit the overall day okay and and uh, this isn't meant to be a plug for my master class, but this is kind of what we do in the master class because it's like, you just have to figure out where you're spending your budget. And, and all of us, even at lower calorie totals, have some flexibility. I think more flexibility than we realize, but it's only when we go through this process of being like, okay, this is my budget for fruits and veggies. This is my budget for protein. What are my fun budget left? How do I spend that in a day? You know, right. maybe my fun budget gets me a cup of ice cream. Okay, well, I can only do fun for a cup of ice cream every day. Right.
2: No. Yep. No. So, um, so should I be looking at like mostly eating like proteins and, you know, my protein and my veggies and, mm-hmm. um, and then you say, you say fun, but does that mean carbs or, you know,
1: like whatever you want it to be
2: when we're, we're counting, you know, when we're counting macros, like, do we, is it like regimented like that, or? So you're asking like if I say this. So the you, the way you're explaining it to me is, yeah. you know, like you said, um, um, five hundred calories of fun. Five hundred calories of fun. Yeah. So what's fun? Um, what's fun?
1: Great question. Great <laughs> question. Technically, that fun will have to also include things like cooking oil. It would mm-hmm. include things, any of your snacks, the popcorn. Okay any of alcohol, anything, nuts. So some of this could be part of a meal. Like if you do the steak with the veggies, but it happens to be on a tortilla, the tortilla is part of quote, the fun.
2: Right. Okay.
1: And so this is where you might not totally have 500 calories of ice cream. It might be, well, you know, I put this much coffee creamer in and I do, I always like to have a handful of almonds at 4 PM. So actually my fun budget is only 350 calories. Okay, but we we don't really know exactly what that looks like till we go through days of where you're kind of picking the foods that you like, and how it kind of plays out. You know, we can make these estimates all day. You might have a thousand calories of fun just because maybe you do do a lot more lower calorie veggies, and so your eight hundred gram challenge is a lower number of calories. Maybe you do pick a lot of chicken breast and egg whites, and so you actually have a lot of calories from protein that you're not spending on like protein bars and and eggs. And so you might have a lot more fun than you think <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of the beauty of macros is as tedious as it is we we just kind of see where our budget it's like doing an audit right like we know exactly right. where all our money's going
2: right so we so and I'll say like with macros like starting out maybe starting like exactly where I'm at right now yeah. and seeing where exactly. uh, where I'm at counting everything and then taking from there.
1: Exactly. People worry about like, okay, I'm starting macros tomorrow. So let me go online and have the online gurus um, tell me some numbers to hit. And it's like, why don't you just record what you're eating right now? Because one, it's going to be more sustainable in the sense of, let's say online tells you to hit a number of calories that's 700 less than you're currently eating. Well, that's a very aggressive cut. You probably won't be able to sustain it. So right. that's silly.
2: <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Like, maybe that's where we ultimately have to get to, but I assure you, if you try to cut 700 calories tomorrow from your diet, it, it won't last very long. So it's like, just record what you're eating now. Just record what okay. you're eating now. Um, and again, you're going to see some, you know, partially because of travel, partially just because this is yeah. how it works, unless we're human, you're going to see some fluctuation across the week. Some days you might be at 1700, some days you might be at 2500. Okay, fine enough. At the end of the week, we take an average. I'm like, okay, on average, I take in. 2,200 calories. Okay. Well, I want to lose weight. So maybe I'm going to target 2000 from here forward. And then I put that into play. Now here's the kicker. You put it into play, but you can't, you can't just decide after one day, if it's working or not, you put in the lower number of calories and at least two weeks have to go by for you to be like, okay, I'm actually losing weight. I'm not losing weight. I'm gaining weight, whatever it is. Okay. Um, you shouldn't gain weight, but you know, the idea it's like, okay, maybe I'm not really losing that much weight. Okay. Then I got to right. bring the calories down further. Okay. Yeah. But that's why I don't really bother with any online calculators and stuff. It's like, why we, we have more accurate data of what's, what you should be eating based on what you should be, what you're eating right now. <laughs> it's like, why am I going to okay. take an estimate so, offline when we already know what's happening in real time? And then we okay. just compare that to your body weight and we know that you want to lose weight. So it's like, okay, whatever I'm eating right now, the total amount of it averaging across days and weeks is too much. Right. So we start there. So, we start by looking at what you're doing. And you don't try to be perfect tomorrow. <laughs> you don't right. try to change your diet crazy from tom- uh, tomorrow. I'm like, well, now I'm recording it. So now I have to so really now cut I'm down. i to- <laughs> That's the kicker. Because if right. you do that, I mean, here's the thing. If you do that, it will still work. But ultimately, it ends up making the target too aggressive. Because you get really tight tomorrow. You try to be perfect. So then your numbers are like kind of falsely low. And then you're like, well, now I want to lose weight. So you take it down even further. And then you're like, I can't sustain it. It's like, well, I know. Because... <laughs>
2: Cause now I'm way down. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Um,
1: so that's, I mean, ultimately I think that's what you have to do. I would actually, like I said, if I were you, because you haven't done the lazy macros target, I would try doing that first thinking about adding this protein thing um, and seeing that you're hitting that across the day. And so you're doing your 800 G, you're hitting the protein and see how that goes. And then if you need to, you go to full macros. Okay you know, the idea with nutrition is like I, macros is great, but if we don't have to do it, we don't have to do it. That's even better.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Cause that falls off on me too. You know, like it gets, like you said, it's tedious. Yeah. So that falls off, you know, but I, yeah, I will definitely try that for sure.
1: And this is sort of the progression that I, I like to take people through. It's like, we go we do energy, we do, uh, lazy macros, but we do it with looking at calories in those as well. Then we go to macros, Then people kind of have done this comprehensive analysis on their diet. They realize they have, I'm just going to keep using the example, though it might not be true for you. They have 500 calories of fun. And then moving forward, they don't have to weigh and measure forever. They just keep hitting 800G, hitting their protein target and make sure that the 500 calories of fun stays in check every day. And that's essentially what I do. It's like, I don't really track my fun calories per se, but it's like, I kind of just kind of keep eating the same days.
2: Right. There's yeah, nothing and, to
1: weigh and measure when you do that. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> I agree. And I tend to do the same. Like I tend to I mean, I my highest weight, I I've always had a weight issue. Mm-hmm. You know, or I shouldn't say I've always had a weight issue because I've done really well when since I've been going to CrossFit Great. and kind of being in that environment. Um but I was 210 pounds. Oh, okay. So yeah, you've taken and, awesome so I've taken off some weight, you know, um with other diet programs and then once I started CrossFit, I really kind of um was able to stay at 155. I think I at one point I went up to 167, but I had some stuff going on in my life yeah. and then but I was, I was able to get back down to 155 again. And then now I'm at 145, but I've always kind of stayed in that, you know, I've been able to maintain that for like, that's great though. 10 years. That's huge. So
1: yeah, you're doing a lot. Well, that's really, really big to be able to sustain for 10 years.
2: Yeah. I think I, um, I think where I want to go is like I said, I want, I'd like to be better, you know, at CrossFit as I get older, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, definitely gone down more since, (laughs) since, you know, the age thing,
1: Uh, that Um, aging thing. Yep.
2: Yeah. So I feel like um, I really need to concentrate on my nutrition and, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: it does tend to help performance more as, as we age um, just because, you know, we want all the help that we can get (laughs) where as our capacity is coming down, But, yeah, I mean, my principle 10 is there are diminishing returns on attaining perfection. And the idea is the closer you get to your goal, the harder it is to get there. And that's exactly where you are. You've done a ton of work. You've been really, really successful. I mean, maintaining something, weight loss for 10 years is huge. I mean, you're in the anomaly of statistics. Um, But you're also now within this 5 to 10-pound striking zone that you want. And it's generally the diet is is more exacting at that point.
2: Yeah. So – all right. So I will do what you asked, uh, what you said. And <laughs> if you
1: want to, of course, that's how no, you get no, there. That's no, how you get I definitely there, but... want to do
2: that. <laughs> and I no, and I, that's exactly, you know, why I was really excited to be able to do this today.
1: Oh, cool. Is, yeah. Does that all make sense? Is there something else that you have a question with about that stuff?
2: Um, no, it actually does. It does make sense. So um, kind of continue on the 800 gram challenge, mm-hmm. add in, you know, the 800 grams of, uh, I mean, not 800 no. grams, Whoa. Whoa. Do that. 100 grams of protein, <laughs> 100 yeah. grams of protein and, um, and start there, start there, start there for sure. And then,
1: and then if you need to go to full macros, yeah. but like I said, if you did macros sometime there, you have an app and you can call up and look back. You can probably already go back and figure out kind of what your quote fund budget is.
2: Yeah. I'm actually, now I'm interested in that in going back. I think I used, um, I I did use an app and I think it keeps all your information in there. So
1: the only quote problem is gonna be that you might not have been doing eight hundred grams of fruits and vegetables. You might not have been hitting the hundred grams of protein. So you kinda right. have to keep that in mind, but you'll gonna get are gonna get a sense of like, okay, this is this is how much I was spending on kind of like the wine or the chocolate or whatever your your choice. Is right. on the top, yeah. You know, et cetera.
2: Awesome. Well, there'll definitely be a glass of wine in there. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it.
0: <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you, Heidi, uh, for your time and your willingness to chat about that. Um, my first question to you, EC, and I think we can get into a couple of different things. There are a couple of different themes that were in that conversation. But to me, the thing that really struck that stuck out to me and that I wanted to ask you about is um, we've talked about a little bit before. I, I love the phrase you have fun budget. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and so what's, what stuck out to me was this idea of flexibility, because to, to me, that feels so at odds with what everybody talks about when they talk about diets and either and, and even Heidi went through that period of really restrictive eating. And when you go into that period of really restrictive eating, you kind of have this, these, you sort of make these compromises or these trade-offs with yourself. Like I'm going to do this for a short period of time and I'm going to give myself zero slack. And that's so at odds with what we always talk about here, you always kind of espouse, which is, which is what you ended up talking to her about, which is like, let's figure out what those right numbers are. And then let's recognize that inside of those numbers, you can take a deep breath. You can have a couple glasses of wine. You can, you can, you can spend this fun budget on whatever it is you want. And even she, at one point was like, wait, can I eat carbs? Is that, am I allowed <laughs> to eat carbs on my fucking yeah. budget? Right, so there's, there's this weird thing where dieting is uh, zero flexibility, zero fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's a 100% of us, it's a slog 100% of the way. And hey, mm-hmm. guess what? That turns out that very few people can slog their way past 30 days, let's just say. Yeah. And so I just wanted to present that to you and because I'm not sure we've totally talked talked about this concept, this idea, this philosophy of uh, of the right amount of restriction and the appropriate amount of flexibility.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting point. And I actually think that macros, which seems very rigid and very regimented, is the way to figure out your maximum flexibility. That what's the phrase? It's like discipline equals freedom or something like that. Like you get yeah. to figure out when you actually look at all the numbers, how much freedom you have in your diet and people don't want to do it. So they instead go this extreme restriction approach. Yet I have people in my master class, women losing weight easily at 2200, 2300 calories because they've put the pen to paper and figured out how everything fits together. And I get it. It's not a lot of fun, <laughs> but ultimately <laughs> you get to learn how much fun you can have instead of just kind of these wild swings back and forth. And so yeah, I totally agree. That's that's the beauty of kind of doing a quantitative approach to nutrition. You probably have more flexibility than you think. And I think this is true for 90, 95% of people. You have more flexibility than you think. It's not all flexibility all the time in the sense right. of every food that you want, whatever. But it's certainly not salmon and, and steamed broccoli all the time either.
0: Where does... Uh, where does the flexible dieting, which is, Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about before, and I think it's synonymous with intuitive eating, but you remind, Mm -hmm. remind us, what, bring it like, what, where is that? Like, how do they tackle this idea of flexibility? And is it still with a bit of the, the rigidness of a macros or even a lazy macros, or is it kind of, uh, kind of like without the constraints, without the restrictions? Mm -hmm.
1: I would say flexible dieting is usually synonymous with macros because the okay. idea is, and this was one of the acronyms um, or or whatever names, if it fits your macros, uh, I-I-F-Y-M, if it fits your macros, meaning it. Whatever, it, yep. whatever it is you want. You, as long as it fits your macros, you can eat whatever you want. Now, I don't totally agree with that. I certainly think you can see a good number of improvements with that. But ultimately, people who take the... If it fits your macros approach the extreme, it's a lot of days of like cocoa puffs and I don't know, pork rinds or something like that, (laughs) because people just really want to keep filling up on all this processed food. And again, there's, there's some problems with that in terms of health, of course, and then also just like feeling full and satisfied. So that's kind of the idea with macros is that it does give you the flexibility kind of to just hit these numbers with whatever foods that you want. Now, I like to put a couple additional constraints on it. I like people to have some fruits and veggies. I like people to make sure that they're getting enough protein. But then yes, we have this leftover component of do whatever you want and be flexible with it. Intuitive eating is definitely going to be a different level of flexibility. I would say that there's you know, they really don't want you tracking any numbers at all. So it's flexibility in the sense of way more based on feeling and how you feel. And Mm -hmm. I I think we've probably hammered that one a little bit, that that one's pretty hard to track on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that one, I think, is a level of of flexibility, which often won't get at people's goals. Although some nice side benefits there from the mental health side of things, I don't really think it's going to get after the nutrition goals they want.
0: What do you think the biggest barriers, right? Because you said uh, at the top of this, um, or you 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 sort of imply that a lot of people don't want to think about they don't want to get they don't want to get a good sense of the numbers. And so if they don't get a good sense of the numbers, they won't really have a good sense of the where that that fund budget is or how much flexibility they actually have. Mm-hmm. What is the barrier in your mind to like just just sitting down and get the numbers? just like figure out what it should be. Why are people so resistant to that so much so that they want to, they want to go hundred percent into this really restrictive thing because again, somehow that feels easier to me to say yes to 30 days of, of only eating blue food versus like actually sitting down and saying like, let's, let's figure out what this could look like.
1: Mm. I think two things. I think the first one is it's a learned skill. Um, it does take time of like, okay. And, and even just the app and the interface and which, which thing am I picking and all of that stuff. And then then the complexity and how it does it fit with life. You go out to a restaurant and how the heck do you figure out what's in this meal? And it's just, a lot of people kind of just throw up their hands. Like I can't do it. So, Oh, well, it's not perfect. Done. You know, it's like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Um, so there is a learned skill and in the beginning it's not a lot of fun and there is time and effort that goes into it. So that's a big hurdle. It just takes more time than not doing it. Right. Um, but I think the other big hurdle is a little bit coming to terms with what your true consumption is, and I think that's mm. hard. I think it's actually it's facing it facing it. It's facing the reality that you know what? Um women on average need two thousand calories a day, and on average, I'm eating three thousand plus. that's that's hard for that's hard for people because then it also puts it back on them. This is your responsibility that you have to take control of. And so until you go pen to paper and and face that reality for lack of a better word, you can kind of keep ignoring the problem.
0: Yeah, that's and this is a the, an analogy that you used before, but it's it's the same as like a you know household budget, until you actually sit down and say, we spend you know X amount of mo- every month, that's too much. Like you can't fix it until you actually look and say, okay, let's look at the last three month of expenses, and and let's like let's be a little uncomfortable with the fact that we're probably spending too much, right? Versus what we should be spending, and a lot of people will avoid the truth because the truth is uncomfortable and and so therefore they they keep find like they keep looking for different hacks different you know tricks to get around the truth cuz they don't cuz they know even without looking at it right whether it's whether it's budget or whether it's or diet they know they're not where they're supposed to be can i find can i find a fix that doesn't force me to face that and it feels like oh. that to me is like Really, the crux of the issue is is people looking for the answer but not being willing to actually look at the answer.
1: Hundred percent. Heck, I should have you come in for a guest lecture before we do that phase in my master class. I mean, there's a lot of anxiety around nutrition and food, and there's a lot of, you know. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why people don't want to face it. It is sometimes a coping mechanism for people and how they handle stress or how they handle their emotion. And so a lot of times when we have to come face to face with the numbers, we have to come face to face with how we use food and why. And so I'm not trying to say that this is that always easy of a process of like, oh, it's just data, but that's the mindset mindset shift that we have to have, because ultimately that's the answer. That's where we're going to get the answer and the most flexible answer.
0: Uh, anything else in your re-listening to the conversation with Heidi that you want to just highlight, uh, before we wrap up?
1: I think I would highlight, you know, um, and I'm actually talking about this with kind of my coaches masterclass group, but, you know, there's a lot of rush to get into the app and tracking. And as much as I love app mm. and tracking, and yes, I think it is the answer ultimately, Like, let's use it when we have to use it. And so what I kind of reminded Heidi of, it's like, okay, 800-gram challenge, let's keep that going, right? Like, we're not done with the 800-gram challenge. Let's keep doing it. Let's also then add in that protein piece, see if we can be consistent at a a good amount of protein before we rush to the app and get all the data. Because here's the deal. If Heidi can pull off her goals on, quote, just tracking the 800 grams and just tracking protein, she doesn't need to go to the app. The app is great. Mm. But you don't need the app. The app is great if we're not getting after our goals. But if we can stop before that, heck, let's stop before that.
0: Uh thank you again to Heidi for her time and willingness to talk with you so that we could share this with everybody else. If you are out there and this episode resonated with you maybe you uh recognize some of yourself in Heidi. Um please leave us a rating and a review. It helps new folks find the show. If you've got a friend who might like the Consistency Project, please share it with them as well. EC and I will be back next week.
1: Thanks as always for tuning into the show. I'm sure at this point, you've heard me talk about the 800 gram challenge and lazy macros, but if you're not really sure what they are, or you want to get started on them with a little bit more guidance, I wanted to let you know that I have eBooks on both of these programs. And these eBooks are not just some nine or 10 page document that you flip through in a couple minutes. Instead, they are a comprehensive resource, not only for the why behind these methodologies, but also the how. So you're going to get answers to questions like does the glycemic index matter or why is protein good for health, as well as tips and strategies like how do you make the day successful and what do you do when you go out to a restaurant? What are some meal ideas? These ebooks have it all. So head on over to OptimizeMeNutrition.com slash 800G for the 800 gram challenge or slash lazy macros for the lazy macros eBooks. The links are also in the show notes and you'll get a bundled discount for both. Again, it's optimizemenutrition.com slash 800G or slash lazy macros to get started. One final note, both the 800 gram challenge and lazy macros are registered trademarks. So if you're looking to run a challenge at your gym or with a specific group or a corporate wellness program, contact me through my website or at info at optimizemenutrition.com for your options.